Wash us, O oh God, and we be whiter than snow, Lord. Restore to us the joy of thy salvation, O oh God. Uphold us with your free spirit, O oh God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I want to be washed in the blood of the Lamb. Oh, hallelujah. What a God we serve this morning. Amen. He is so good, so good, so good, so good. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I want to be washed in the blood of the Lamb today. You know, all week long, you know, and God has been speaking to me about contentment. You know, and I sent out a text the other day about contentment. You know, and I don't know who's for or, or, or what, but I know God, you know, he speaks in a still, small voice. And, and he says, you know, my people has got to learn contentment. You know, I know I send my texts to some of you here in this church, and it goes everywhere. Uh, when God lays people on my heart, that's who gets the text. And, you know, he's trying to teach us something here. Paul says to the church at Philippi, he says, I have learned that in whatsoever state I find myself, therewith I have learned to be content. We've got to learn this thing called contentment. Wherever we are, we have to learn whatever state I am. You know, I could say as part of the 50 states and use either one of them and say whatsoever state. But he's talking about circumstance and situations. You know, I can remember when I first went to Italy. The first month I was there, I wearied myself into a hernia because I didn't want to be there. I sat in my hotel room because I just didn't want to be there for some reason. And I wired myself into a hernia. My stomach started hurting, and I went on sick call. And as soon as I walked in and the doctor walked in and looked at me, he says, you've got an embellier hernia, and we need to operate right now. You see, I had forgotten what the military had taught me. The military had taught me that when you get to a new place, you get involved. You get into the community, you visit sites, you visit things, but I didn't do that. I sat in my hotel room and weared myself sick. But after that hernia, and I recovered, I got into the community, and for the next three years, I didn't want to leave Italy. My wife, when we got married, I brought her over immediately, and our first anniversary is on a gondola going down the back streets of Venice singing O Sola Mila. <laughs> Amen. On Sundays, we would lay out around the beautiful green grass of the Leaning Tower of Pisa. That's where I was stationed. My first apartment was only three miles down the road from Verona where Romeo stood up and says, Oh, Juliet stood up and says, Oh, Romeo, Romeo, where art thou? 
my room here. Naples, Rome, all those Florence, all the beautiful places you read about, it was right at my fingertips. Vicenza, all these wonderful places. Love all the food and pizza. All the great stuff was right there. And what was I doing, Miriam? Sitting in my hotel room, pouting. Because I didn't want to be there. But when I got involved in the community, wow, it made a whole difference in my life. Amen. And so we have to get to this point in our lives that we have to learn contentment. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. Whatsoever state you find yourself, get involved. Get excited and let God use you. I don't know who that's for, but I had a wrote in my notes because uh, he gave it to me early this morning in prayer. So. so if he's speaking to you, let me encourage you. Be content. Amen. Thank you so much. Amen for your faithfulness to the house of God and the thanks of God. John chapter 13, verse 8 and verse 9. Amen. Thank you, musicians. Amen. Let me encourage you, if you haven't got you one of these prodigal prayer guides back there off the back, get one. There's good to uh, have to help prayer. Also, the monthly church prayer themes that's going on. Amen. And in this one here, man, pray for your pastor every day, okay? All right. Praise God. Peter. Everybody says Peter. Anybody know anything about Peter? <laughs> How many Peters is in here? <laughs> Anybody ever try to walk on water? And, and Amen. Praise God. Peter said unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. Simon Peter said unto him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. And I want to preach to you from this thought this morning. Wash me. Simply wash me. Father, again, we love you. We thank you, Lord God, again this glorious day for your goodness and mercy in this house. Sweet Holy Spirit, sweet Heavenly Dove, God, let us not leave the way that we came through these doors, God, but let us leave changed, renewed, and refreshed, O oh God, in the power of the Holy Ghost, God, and we will give you glory, we will give you honor, and we will give you praise, God, again, church, O oh God, today. As David prayed, God created me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit within me, O oh God, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice, O oh God. We come to praise you, Lord. We come to say thank you, God. Words cannot express enough thanksgiving, God, for who you are and what you do for us. Teach us thy way, O oh God. Lead us in the plain paths. Uh, our enemies, oh God, we need you, Lord. We need you afresh and anew, God, right now, Lord. Touch us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wash me. Amen. Wash me, Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. 
Last week I made the comment that life is lived out on a five and a half inch course between our ears. Amen. And that is our minds. You will live out your concepts. Amen. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So what you think you will usually do and you will oftentimes become. When we refer to the head, we're talking about our minds, our intellect, our thinking. Our head seems to move the two most important parts of our body, our hands and our feet. There seems to be a prophetic saying here from Simon Peter after Jesus said to him, If I do not wash you, you have no part with me. Peter just don't say, Well, Lord, wash my feet. He says, Lord, wash my hands and my head. Why was this? I believe that Peter recognized that it is all attached together and one member of the body, amen, can destroy the relationship and witness just like any other member of the body. So Peter says, wash my hands, amen. There seems to be a lot of emphasis in the world today about washing the hands. Everywhere you go, amen, they have machines uh, to squirt some things in your hand to wash your hands. Even back here in the church, we've got a big bottle of hand sanitizer. You go into Walmart or some of the other places and you find yourself with signs on the wall says, employees, please wash your hands before going back to work. Amen. Why did Peter want his hands washed? Because it's easy to steal. It is easy to touch things that may be harmful for you. It is easy to pick up magazines or periodicals that can impair our thinking. It is easy to pick up things that don't belong to you, as I said. It is easy to shake hands and be drawn into surety with wicked and evil. Amen. David says in Psalms 18:20, The Lord reward me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanliness of my hands have he recompensed me. Amen. He realized that if my hands are clean, amen, God will reward me. These are holy hands, amen. And when I walk into the sanctuary and I lift up my hands, amen, I want them to be holy hands. David goes on in Psalms 24 and he asks the question, Lord, who shall dwell in thy holy place? Who shall dwell in thy holy temple? And the Lord says, he that have clean hands and a pure heart, amen, who have not sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessings of the Lord and the righteousness of the God of our salvation. See, your hands has a lot to do with it. Amen. We need to realize he goes on and says, let my prayer be set forth as an incense, Psalms 141-2, and the lifting up my hands as an evening sacrifice. This meaning is that he would be recognized as a friend and worshiper of God Almighty. Amen. And he would become an upright man. A person not living and practicing of iniquity is what he would become. But striving always to do that which is right uh, before God. The hands are instruments by which we accomplish anything. Amen. And hence to have clean hands is equivalent to being upright in heart. 
Job puts it this way in Job 17.9. The righteous also shall hold on his way. And he that hath clean hands shall be stronger and stronger. You see, clean hands in the ancient time was recognized or drawn to to indicate or indicative of a pure heart and purity of heart. This is why you remember the story when Jesus and his disciples were walking through the cornfields and they were eating and the religious leader says to him, why are your disciples eating with unclean hands? You see, unclean hands at that time was indicative that they had a pure life and a pure heart. Amen. So therefore, Job says, amen, that we should be stronger and stronger if you you have clean hands or a pure heart. He shall advance in the strength of the attachment to God. Amen. The man of pure and blameless life shall become more and more established in the things and virtue of God. He will be more established, amen, and pure and blameless of life shall become part of him. He shall be established in these things. He will be established in the virtue Amen. Of Almighty God. His holiness, His fidelity, His integrity gets stronger and stronger. Amen. When your life is pure, when your life is blameless, uh, everything begins to flow and you get stronger in the things of God. Amen. More convinced of your values and your principles of life uh, become more relevant to you. Amen. This gospel, Paul says, amen, is the power of God to salvation to everyone that believe. So as you grow close to God, He draws nigh to you, James says, and you see the value of who you are and the purity of your life begins to make you stronger and stronger. The principle of benevolence is strengthened by being practiced. See, this is why we say, be you doers of the Word. The more you do, and righteousness, the stronger you're going to be. And this is what Job is trying to get us to see. If you've got clean hands and you're practicing righteousness and you're practicing those things you know to do is right, all it's going to do is make you stronger and stronger in the things of God and make you more like God. Amen. As you, when you begin to pray, you're drawing to God and your prayer life will get stronger and your walk with God will get stronger. Your understanding of God will begin to be stronger and stronger. You remember that old song we used to sing? He gives strength to me as I worship Him, as my heart is filled with praise. Jesus breaks the brands when I raise my hands. He gives glorious victory because I'll be stronger and stronger in Christ because these are holy hands. Lift up their hands that hang down in the sanctuary. Acts 2, part 23, Peter told them, with wicked hands you have crucified and slain the Lord of glory. We've got to have clean hands. And Peter realized this. He realized that my hands got to be clean as well, God. Don't just wash my feet, but wash my hands as well. I don't want my hands to cause me to lie. I don't want my hands to cause me to take something that is not mine. I don't want 
my hands to cause me to send Texas uh, or to demote things that is not right. Amen. I want to be able to lift up holy hands uh, in the sanctuary and praise the Lord. I want to be stronger and stronger in the things of God. I don't want any stain or spots or blemish on them. I want them to be holy hands. If we are commanded of God that we shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Amen. I want my hands to be cleansed and pure. In the old days, the brazen laver was there that after the priest did his sacrifices, he had to get the blood off of his hands. Amen. We don't want to have our hands with bloods on our hands. This is why Isaiah says in Isaiah 59, the Lord's hand is not short uh, that he cannot reach you, neither is his ears deaf uh, that he cannot hear you. It's because your sins uh, have separate you from your God. Amen. We want to draw nigh to God. Uh, We want to have pure hands. We want to have a clean heart. James says in James 4.8, draw nigh to God and he'll draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, uh, and purify your heart, you double-minded. Amen. Get your hands clean. Uh, get your heart clean. Amen. I want to draw nigh to God. Who shall ascend into the hills of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place, David says in Psalms 24, 3-5. He that have clean hands and a pure heart. Who have not lifted up his soul to vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. He shall receive the blessings of the Lord and the righteousness from the God of our salvation. Amen. Blessings and righteousness. Oh, aren't these things we all want? Amen. Has anybody ever had to take a lie detector's test? I have. And do you know where they hook the machine up to? Your heart and your fingers. Those things that pulsate where you sweat most. Your fingers sweat a lot. So the more you lie, the more your fingers are going to sweat. And some of the questions, I want to tell you the questions to ask you in case you may have to get one. Amen. But it's a tense time that they start asking you these questions and you're watching this machine and all of a sudden you're sitting there and this machine is gone and then all of a sudden they ask you a question. And depending on how you answer that question, that machine goes, you know, it makes you think, am I telling the truth here? Amen. But think, how would you feel if you had to stand before Lord God Almighty to give an answer and give an account? Uh, what would He's going to say to you? Amen. What questions will He ask you? And what will be your response? Amen. we got to have clean hands. Uh, and Peter says, Lord, don't just wash my feet, uh, but I want my hands clean, God. Uh, I want to be able. You see, I believe Peter understood uh, that one day he would have to 
to write the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, and he wanted to be able to pin solid truth uh, without error. Amen. And give me the hands uh, of a ready writer. Amen. Praise God. I want my hands pure. I want my hands clean. Uh, I don't want any blood uh, wrong on my hands. Uh, so when I lift up holy hands in the sanctuary and I praise the Lord, I want them to be clean hands. Uh, and Peter says, uh, not only my feet, Lord, and my hands, but God, wash my head uh, as well. Peter, with characteristics and readiness and zeal here, now see that his whole of being, his whole attachment uh, of being attached to God was predicated on, on him being totally clean from the top of his head to the sole of his feet. You see, Jesus says, Peter, if I don't wash you, you do not have any part with me. And Peter was not about uh, to forgo not having his master. Amen. He was seems to be an insider on some things from heaven. Amen. And so Peter here, as Jesus says, Peter, if I don't wash you, you have no part with me. And Peter says, God, I need you to wash my whole body. I need my hands uh, and I need my head washed uh, as well. He was eager now for God to wash him before he seemed hesitant uh, about God touching him and, and washing him. But when Peter realized that his relationship uh, and his attachment to his master required him to be washed, he was eager and zeal now and says, God, just not one part, but I need you to wash all of me, my head, my hands, my feet. Uh, amen. I want you to bring my mind into captivity to the obedience uh, of Christ. I want every thought uh, to be in line with your word. Uh, I want every thought. Uh, I want my whole body, soul, and spirit preserved blameless uh, until the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I want my memory to be right. I want my judgment to be right. I want everything, my affections, I want everything to be right, God. So I need you to wash me, my head, my hands, and my feet. Peter would later write, seeing you have purified yourself and obeyed the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren. See that you love one another with a pure heart fervently being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the Word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. This is why Jesus says, if I don't wash you, you have no part of me. Amen. We see the Word. Paul would later write to Titus, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. And then he told the church at Ephesus, he says, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the Word. Amen. It's the Word of God that we get cleansed. Because in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And the Word was 
was made flesh and dwelt amongst us. And we beheld His glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus Christ is the Word. Paul told Timothy, preach the Word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exalt with long-suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but shall heap to themselves teachers having each and ears, and they shall return from the truth unto fables. But watch thou in all things. Do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of your ministry. It's the Word of God that we become cleansed by. It's the Word of God. And if the Word don't wash us, we can never be clean. This is why we're admonished. Study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. See, Jesus is the word. And this is what's prophetic, that if he doesn't wash us, the word of God must wash you. The psalmist put it this way in Psalms 119.9. What withal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereunto according to your word. Amen. If you don't get washed by the Word of God, you're not going to be clean. Jesus says in John 15, 3, now you're cleansed through the Word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear forth fruit except it abide in the vine. No more can you except you abide in me. He's got to be washed by the Word of God. The Word will cleanse us. The Word will change us. The Word will make us new. So Peter says, don't just wash my hands and my feet, but I need my head. It's the mind that's got to be washed. We've got to get the cobwebs out. There's so much stuff that's coming at us today that if my mind isn't pure, if my mind isn't pure and right, I can let evil thoughts and, and evil things come into my head that render me non-effective for my mind. And this is why Paul says, you've got to bring every thought into obedience unto the captivity of Jesus Christ. I've got to keep my head in the game. I've got to be a doer of God's Word in order for me to be clean and to stay clean in the Word of God. Stay with me. When Elijah told Naaman... It says, go down to the Jordan River and dip seven times, and you shall be clean. And Neiman says, why can't I be, be washed in Abana and Papar there over in Syria? That was not the word. Now, Elijah didn't care if he went and dipped or not. He didn't go out. He just told him what he needed to do. He says, go down to the Jordan River and dip seven times. He didn't care if he left or not. The Word is what makes you cleanse when you obey the Word of God. That's the thing. Amen. Like I said at the onset of this thing, I don't know who God is trying to to wake up about contentment. I don't know. But we better take heed if we're not content. 
Because if the enemy finds out you're not content, he's going to get on board and he's going to drive you absolutely nuts. You've got to be content. Wash me. Wash me, God. Wash me. Amen. Wash my mind. When Jacob neighbors came to Jesus by night, amen, he says, We know that thou art teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with them. And Jesus says, You've got to be born again, Nicodemus, or else you cannot see the kingdom of God. This is why Jesus says in Matthew 5, on the Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are the pure in heart. Why? Because they shall see God. When your mind is right, brothers and sisters, you can see what God is doing on your behalf. You can see how God is working for you. But if your mind is not pure, if your mind is not right, you will be blind. This is why Paul says, if this gospel is hid, it's hid to them that are lost, and whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not lest the glorious gospel of Christ shall be revealed to him. He says we have this treasure in earthen vessels uh, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We're troubled on every side, but we're not distressed. We're perplexed, but not despair. We're persecuted, but not forsaken. We're cast down, but not destroyed. We're always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus. Jesus, that the life of Christ might be manifested in our bodies. Don't this outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. You want to be able to see God clearly and what He's doing. So you need to say, God, don't just wash my feet. Don't just wash my hands, but wash my head. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit in me. Cast me not away from thy presence. Take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of thy salvation. Uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors the way, and sinners uh, will be converted unto you. He will keep you in perfect peace, uh, whose mind uh, is stayed upon him, because you trust in him. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord Jehovah is an everlasting strength. He will keep your mind. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known to all men that the Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing but everything with prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, will keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Wash me, God. Wash me, God. Wash me, God. Hallelujah. You can't see if your mind is foggy. Amen. You've got to have a clear mind. That's why Peter says, amen, that that the baptism, as he said, is, amen, for the clearing of our conscience. Amen. Praise God. He says that the life figure one to baptism doth now also save us, not to put in the way of the fifth of the flesh, but as an answer of a clear conscience towards God. That's why before I ever baptized anybody, I asked them questions. Amen. I asked them clear questions. 
Do you believe that Jesus Christ is God? Do you believe that Jesus is the only name under heaven given to men whereby we must be saved? Amen. Do you believe that baptism is for the remission of your sins? See, I want their minds clear. Amen. That they're doing this on their own free will and accord. I don't want them to think I'm holding a gun to their heads and saying, you got to do this. Because you are moving into this relationship with Jesus Christ, you see. So their minds has got to be clear. This is why Paul, I mean Peter, began to talk about Noah. The water saved him and his family. Amen. Amen. That's the plans of salvation. The water, the ark saved them from the water, and baptism saves us from hell. Amen. We've got to realize the symbolic facts here. Amen. Of the purity. Amen. As well. Amen. It's symbolic in these things that is there for us to see. We've got to be washed. We've got to be cleansed. Purge me, David said with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I I will be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide not your face from my sins. Blot out my transgressions. When is the last time you prayed like that to God? When did you look at Psalms 51 and became like David and begin to pour your heart out like that to God and begin to say, God, I need to be washed in the blood of the Lamb. I need a cleansing from the fountain, oh God. I want to be cleansed. I want to be renewed. You see, this washing is an answer to obtaining a clear mind. Amen. God knows your mind is going crazy. From the time you get up to the going down of the same. But you want your mind to be fresh, thinking on good things, Paul says, things that are pure, things that are lovely, things that are honest, things that are just, things that have a good report. If there be any virtue in those things, if there be any praise, that's what you want to be thinking on. You don't want to be thinking about ISIS. You don't want to be thinking about the political realm and the foolishness. You don't want to be thinking about what bathroom you want to use. You want to be thinking about Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Amen. You want to be close to Him. You want to rise up in the morning when your eyes come open and say, This is the day that the Lord hath made, and I will rejoice, and I will be glad in it. You want to wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to sing my troubles over one of these days. You want to be able to wake up and say, This is just another step closer to that promised land. I'm looking for a city. Where there be no more nights. I'm looking for a city where Jesus is the light. The trumpet gonna sound and I'll be called away. 
I'm going to a city someday. This thing clears your mind. It makes your mind fresh and anew. It makes you speak words of encouragement and words of strength to the believer and to those that are looking for the things of God. This thing brings illumination where there was darkness. Now light can suddenly appear on the horizon and you can see clearly. Amen. As that old song in the world says, I can see clearly now the change has come. What is it? The rain is gone. Maybe I was singing a different song. <laughs> I can see clearly now what? The rain is gone. Amen. Praise God. Because usually with the rain comes the storm. And so what he's saying is I can see clearly. It's gone. The storms of life. As we sung that initial song, I trust in God. I know he cares for me on the mountain bleak, on the rolling sea. For come what may, from day to day, my heavenly Father watches over me. Jesus says your heavenly Father knows the hairs on your head. He knows when the sparrow falls out the sky. Aren't you much more than they? Amen. You're more to him than all that. And so therefore, you need to rejoice in the Lord. And be excited. Amen. This thing will cleanse you. It will deliver you from abuse. It will deliver you from things that's not like Jesus. Jesus walked out of the wilderness. He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken hearts, to preach deliverance to the captive, the recovery of sight to the blind, to amen, to set at liberty them that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Have you been anointed? Amen. If you've got the Holy Ghost, that's why they brush their heads with oil. Because they wanted their minds to stay on Christ. And if you've been anointed with the Holy Ghost, you should not have a troubled mind. Because you're supposed to be in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed upon Him. Trust in God. Wash me, God. Cleanse me. Purge me. Whatever it takes, God. Amen. Wash me. This word cleanses my mind. That's why you got to feed yourself the word of God. As I told a man the other day, we was talking about anger. Anger problems. You ain't going to get rid of anger just saying, I ain't going to be angry no more. The only thing is get rid of anger. Right here. As you feed this into your life every day in prayer and reading the Word of God and drawing nigh to God, amen, you will see that He will begin to erase those old hurts and those old things of the old way. That's why Paul says, any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. And behold, all things become new. Amen. If you've been born again, you're not supposed to be getting angry, having temper tantrums, and throwing fits, and saying things that are not right. What's in you? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. Amen. You've got to realize who you are. 
Job says, you got clean hands, you're supposed to be strong and strong. Not weak and weak. I was lift up my eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord that made the heavens and the earth. He will not suffer me to be moved. He that keepeth Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is my keeper. The Lord is the shade upon my right hand. Amen. I want you to understand God is with you. So Peter says, wash me, Lord, and I shall be clean. Amen. Cleans my hands, cleans my mind. You don't be sitting there watching Ellen DeGeneres and The View and soap operas and all that filth. You don't want to be watching that mess. Garbage in, garbage out. Let's put Christ in. Let's put the Word of God in us so that we have a clear mind. Hallelujah. For as a man, excuse me. Thinking in his heart. So is he. See, when a man is right in his thinking, his head is going to be right. See, you can't say one thing and do another. You can't say I'm a Christian and then act like the world. Come on, get your mind in the game. Get your head screwed on right. Praise God, wash me. Cleanse me. See, when David messed up, that's exactly what he said. He didn't say, oh, man, Bathsheba shouldn't have been out there like that. He says, God, I've sinned against you and you only. Because, see, he knew he had been anointed. Amen. He just let the, let the enemy get in the wrong way. He let him come in unaware. And this is why you've got to say, God, I need you to wash me. I need you to... Purge me. I need you to cleanse me. Amen. Praise God. What then shall we say? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. No, you're not. There's so many of us who's baptized in Jesus Christ, who's baptized for his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism, that like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that Christ dies once and he rose again. Wherefore, you need to consider that you died once and you need to rise and walk in that same newness of life, which a mind stayed on where you are going and where you are headed. Amen. Praise God. We're going to be with Him. Amen. Praise God. We don't want our minds to be troubled. Amen. So wash me, God. Purge me. Cleanse me. Make me new. Make me afresh. Let's stand this morning. Amen. Praise God. If you need a washing from the fountain today, amen. Why don't you let God wash your mind? Why don't you let him wash your hands? Why don't you let him purify you again this morning to get yourself right again? Amen. These altars are open. Amen. You want your mind clear this morning, church. Amen. He wants your mind clean. He wants your mind pure. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. 
I want to be washed. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. I thank you, God. Lord, I thank you for your people this day. Lord God, I thank you right now, Jesus. Search us, O oh God. Search every heart. Search every mind, God. Don't just wash their feet, God, but wash their hands. Wash their, their heads, O oh God. Amen. Because, God, their eyes are inside of their heads. Their ears are inside of their heads, O oh God. Their mouth is inside of their heads, O oh God. Their words will be spoken pure and right. They will be clearly hearing the things of God and not hearing gossip. Oh, God, their eyes will look on the things that are pure and the things that are right uh, and not on things that are not right. Oh, God, wash their heads. Oh, God, wash their hands. God, I pray that when we touch things, God, amen, we will touch the right.